Welcome to the Mindset is Art podcast. I'm your mindset coach, CJ Leedy, and on the last episode, we talked about the science of achievement. Today is about the art of fulfillment. In a survey of millennials asking them what their most important life goals were, over 80% of them said that one of those goals was to get rich. Another 50% said that one of their major life goals was to become famous. But do fame and fortune lead to a life of fulfillment? Should this be the goal in life? Or are we pursuing a goal with no substance? So what is most important to you in life? What are you pursuing? Achievement is more about finding success in your external world. It's really a science. But fulfillment is about succeeding in your internal world. And that's more of an art. It's deeply unique to each of us. And the process of reaching fulfillment will therefore be very different for all of us. But there has been substantial research in fulfillment. And there are specific habits that we can all develop to create more fulfillment in our lives. So kind of funny, as we said on the last one, these habits are not going to be a huge surprise to you. This is all stuff that you've heard before. You've probably heard a thousand times. More of a reminder. But unfortunately, fulfillment is not nearly as hot of a topic as achievement is. So while I am sure that you've heard all of these things before, they're not nearly as common. It's not as much of a reminder. This might be a little bit more of an actual new blueprint for you. So number one, without further ado, let's get into it. Five habits for highly fulfilled people. Habit number one. Well, before I tell you what number one is, how did we come to it? Why is it number one? Well, because it's taken from what is known as the longest study of adult life ever done centered around quality of life and fulfillment. This study went on for over 75 years. It's called the Grant and Gluick Studies. And they have been tracking the physical and emotional well-being of two very distinct groups with the overall question, what keeps us happy and healthy as we go through life? So the Grant study was made up of 268 Harvard graduates between 1939 and 1944. And the Gluick study was composed of 456 people who grew up in poor Boston inner cities. And the goal of the study was really to figure out and examine whether or not any psychological or biological factors early in life could be used to identify and predict health and well-being much later in life. So every two years, each participant would answer a questionnaire. Every five years, participants would go to their physician for a checkup. And every five to ten years, personal interviews were conducted. Info was tracked that related to physical, mental health, marital quality, career or retirement enjoyment, and many other aspects of life. They wanted to understand what factors lead to healthy lives, long-lasting marriages, and that overall sense of fulfillment throughout life. And of the many findings that resulted from these studies, there was one clear indication of what leads to a good life. And it's not money or fame. The clearest message, and I quote, good relationships keep us happier and healthier period, end quote. So with all the other factors considered, economic status, health, where people lived, what kind of car you drive, the most significant variable was the quality of their relationships. Robert Waldinger, director of the Harvard Study of Adult Development, in his famous TED Talk, was describing this, the findings of this study, and he stated, it's not just the number of friends that you have, it's not whether you're in a committed relationship, it's the quality of of the close relationships that matter, end quote. And one of the interesting aspects of this finding was that at the beginning of the study, the participants largely felt that fame and wealth and high achievement were the secrets to living a good life, just like we mentioned about the majority of millennials today. But humans are social beings. People are socially connected, whether it be in a community, 
friends or family, we're simply happier, we're physically healthier, and we live longer with great relationships around us. Good relationships also protect our brains. You know, those people who feel that they could count on someone later in life, whether it was a spouse or friends, it kept their memory intact for longer than those who felt like they didn't have a shoulder to lean on. In what ways do you curate healthy relationships? How do you surround yourself with people that you love and that love you? It's important to curate relationships that you believe are the most healthy for you. So take an honest look at the people who are in your life and decide who you want to foster closer relationships with. And then go out of your way to make that happen. Take it upon yourself to build those connections and to maintain them. So that's number one. Number two, highly fulfilled people do things they love. They live a life that they love. And it sounds so obvious or overly simplistic, but oftentimes we pursue a life that is centered around taking care of our basic needs. In 2005, Steve Jobs gave the commencement speech at Stanford. It's an awesome speech, honestly. And one of his quotes was, the only way to do great work is to love the work you do. So not only is loving what you do relevant for enjoying it, it will also determine your success. And this is true in your relationships, in your hobbies, in your career. It's said that over 75% of people do not like their work. That's a sad statistic. So not only are a lot of people leaving that fulfillment box unchecked, odds are you're probably not performing to your highest ability and reaching the highest level of success within what you do if you don't really love it. So people who are highly fulfilled have found ways to curate their life around things that they love to do. If you think about your life from the rocking chair perspective, imagine that you're old thinking back on your entire life. You know, what do you want to think and feel about the things that you did? Do you want to feel like you just did a life where you just try to cover up your basic needs the whole time or try to keep up with the Joneses or focused on material successes? Or do you want to look back and be like, God, I loved the things that I did. I lived a life based on the stuff that I cared about, that I thought was fun, that I enjoyed doing. So that's number two. They build a life around things they love. Number three, people who are highly fulfilled have a healthy big picture philosophy. So their belief system in life creates a sense of fulfillment so spend some time thinking about what you believe about life. Does it build you up or tear you down? Because how you see the world, how you see life, how you see yourself, how you see everything around you defines how you interact with it. As Einstein said, I think the most important question facing humanity is, is the universe a friendly place? This is the first and most basic question all people must answer for themselves. And he also said there are only two ways to live your life. One is as though nothing is a miracle, and the other is as though everything is a miracle, end quote. So how you see life, how you see the world, how you see people, how you see everything that's happening will influence how you interact with your life. So your belief systems could be rooted in your philosophy, in religion, in the people you spend the most time with, the people you follow on social media. The truth is our belief systems are rooted in many different things. So we have to be intentional about what we feed our minds. What's your brain diet? What are you spending time focusing on? And make sure that the belief systems that you're prescribing to and that you're downloading actually build you up. And they create that peace of mind and they're leading to the fulfillment in your life. If they're not, if you find that your belief systems are making you feel bad about yourself or the world, then consider a few different beliefs that you wish you had or wish you had more of. Your unconscious belief system will rule over your conscious experience. This cannot be understated. Your beliefs rule you and your life and how you perceive everything that's happening. So in order to reach deep fulfillment, you need to make sure that your beliefs align to help you create that peace of mind. Habit number four for highly fulfilled people is they practice a technique to enhance their perspective. 
So for everybody, it's a little bit different. Some people refer to meditation or making or listening to music, journaling, exercise, sports or hobbies, art, maybe going out for a drive or deep conversations with people that you love. Studies show that people who indulge in creative interests experience fewer negative emotions and more positive ones. It boosts self-esteem and provides a sense of accomplishment. Also boosts your dopamine, which can give you an increased drive and improve your concentration. And this process of creation stimulates new neural pathways in your brain that improve your overall sense of well-being, can prevent depression, and even slow down aging. So you don't got to go out and create a masterpiece to reap the benefits. It's all about doing things that make you feel good and help you to think in a healthy light. It's any outlet that enhances the way you look at life. As Pablo Picasso said, art washes from the soul the dust of everyday life. So what's a form of art, creation, or process that you do frequently that helps you enhance your perspective? Or what is something you would like to add or add more of? So that's number four. Practice a technique that enhances your perspective. And number five, last but certainly not least, they develop a sense of purpose in life. Notice I don't say they have a sense of purpose in life. Purpose is a process. It's a skill set that we can improve on. So there's a study done at Cornell University where they had a group of students write about their purpose and another group write about a movie as the control group. Then they put them all on a train with a lot of distractions and they recorded their mood at each train stop. The group who wrote about their purpose were found to be more emotionally even keel. Their mood was not contingent on the population of the passengers around them. And a direct quote, This is one of the things we believe a sense of purpose affords us. It gives us a sense of psychological homeostasis. We are confronted with the ups and downs of life, but purpose is an active ingredient that helps us stay stable. End quote. And the juice here from this study is that it's about regularly reflecting on your purpose. And that does not need to just be the big purpose of your life. Sometimes it can just be as simple as the purpose of the day or some task that you're doing. Something as simple as just rooting to the why of what you're doing helps provide your mind with that sense of context and bring that extra level of clarity and ease. So bada boom, bada bang, there are the five habits of the highly fulfilled. Number one, they curate healthy relationships. Number two, they do things they love. Number three, they develop healthy belief systems. Number four, they practice a tool to enhance their perspective. Number five, they develop a sense of purpose in life, and they reflect on it often. So that's what we're working with today. Appreciate you tuning in for today's episode. It mean the world to me if you want to leave a rating and review or share it with somebody that you thought might find value. But as always, I just appreciate you being here. Say if you're interested, head on over to cjleady.com and join the mailing list. Stay up to date on the book launch, new podcast episodes, and other mindset motivation. This is the Mindset is Art podcast. Thanks for